1: Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, live matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon appetit. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Two of our two-hour extravaganza. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, right here at Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, and your local radio affiliate all around the nation. On this Tuesday, April 13th, we got some NBA stuff to get to. We got some baseball stuff. We got some football news. And uh, we got to figure out a story from the NFL that reminds me of something. Just can't figure it out. We got a bad beat last night in the NBA. isn't there, right? And uh, we got the hockey trade uh, trade deadline uh, as well that passed yesterday with a couple of moves. Nothing that I don't think is going to significantly change things when it comes to props, but um, still, uh, it may help a couple of teams and, and hurt a couple of others. NBA last night, really, that's the top story. Jamal Murray left, uh, left the game late against their loss against Golden State with a left knee injury that looked like he's going to be done for the rest of the season if we could play a doctor. Why why not, right? Um he went down, driving to the bucket, uh, and wasn't hit. You know, one of those injuries, boy, when you go down, when you're just on your own, basically, he was kind of going in between two uh, warrior players, but no one ran into him or clunked it. He just, his left knee buckled, like, inward. It, it was it, You could see it on YouTube or, or in any of the other social media sites. Uh, but he's driving in between two guys, and his left knee, instead of, like, bending forwards, Bend sideways uh and so you knew when he actually did whatever he did and that <clears throat> that was it uh so I, I would be shocked if he's not done for the season and really you know if you're a nuggets fan if if i told you right now he could be back in time for the start of next season i'd, I'd say where do i sign because that looks like a torn acl mcl blow out the knee type of injury you know, he barely was able to limp off the court. They brought a wheelchair out. He didn't want that. I don't know if that means that you're a wimp if you get in the wheelchair or not. But he he hopped off the court, uh, not putting any pressure on the one leg, and that's not looking good. I, I would be surprised. And interestingly enough, you know, what does that do to the Nuggets' chances of winning the NBA championship? I think they're done, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't know what they were before the M. I don't remember, but they are still four they're 14 to 1 right now. But um, not with my money, not not without Murray. I get it, Gordon, and I get it, the joker, but NBA playoffs, it's a guard intensified league. You need someone that's can that can take over. He's shown he has the ability to do that without him. That team is done. Uh, they got no point guard. That team is done. And interestingly enough. The MVP numbers are off the board or locked right now on FanDuel. So would this help the Joker, who was the odds-on favorite, or hurt him? No. You might say it would help him because he figures to do a lot more scoring, but I think ultimately he's cooked as well. You could rip up that ticket. You got a Denver Nugget ticket to win the NBA championship or the Western Conference, throw it away. If you got a Nikola Jokic ticket to win the, MV- uh, the MVP, Throw that away. Why? Because I don't doubt he'll put up just as good, if not better, numbers since he's going to be asked to score a lot more. And I doubt he'll be missing games. But uh, I tell you what, Scott Wetzel sitting in, by the way, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time as uh, we welcome in our full audience. You know, my one clock is a little bit slower than the next. Now it's uh, in the full audience here on a Tuesday morning, breaking down the NBA. It's going to hurt the joker because they're going to start losing. You know, you got to be, you know, not that they are not. They won't be good, but you have to challenge, you know, and, and I still think he's on the outside anyway, to tell you the truth. I, I don't, I didn't think he was going to win and I, I don't think he's going to win and I didn't think he was going to win. You know, if they finish in the number four hole as they are right now, it's tough to give an MVP to a team that really underachieved. Especially when you consider the Lakers aren't one of the top three teams. I mean the Clippers, Suns, and Jazz are all over the Nuggets right now. I I don't see him as the MVP, but he was the the, you know, odds wise, he was the leading candidate. And I think this injury, the if the Nuggets fall back to five, six, or seven, which they figure to do, nah, there's there's no way. Rip up the ticket, throw it away. Or see if you can get a refund, see if you can get a buyback, see, you know, something along those lines. But um, he's not, and they are not winning the championship, and, and he's not getting the MVP. So that's the big story. Same game, Steph Curry passed Wilt Chamberlain. We kind of made fun of that uh, to become the Warriors franchise history leading score uh, with over 17,800 points. But uh, Steph has played 12 games, as we pointed out, our number one. Wilt played five and a half. Literally five and a half years for the Warriors. So they're all going gaga. You know, the four-letter networks making it like it's a big thing. Golden State, the Warriors are making it like it's a big thing. Steph Curry's making it like it's a big thing. Putting in 53 last night and saying he wanted to get this out of the way because everybody was talking about it. I mean, Wilt is great. But they anyway, made five five plus years with, with the Warrior franchise. You know, when he went back to Philadelphia, that's not the Warriors franchise. They were the 76ers. Those years didn't count. You know, when he was with the Lakers, obviously, that, that didn't count for five and a half years. I mean, it took you 12 years to pass someone who played five and a half and you want to make a big deal about it? Really? Uh Pelicans win last night as our play of the day came through. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Pelicans now three and zero without Lonzo Ball, who's been out for a couple of well, three games. Uh oddly enough. <laughs> Coincidentally, perhaps, you make the call. Charlotte Hornets, 7-4 and four, since LaMelo Ball's injury. So the two teams with the Ball brothers are now a combined 10-4 and four over the last two weeks without their supposed star players. Coincidence? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, just getting underway. We'll do all our picks this hour. We got our trends and everything else all coming up. Opposite picks on Tuesday morning
0: sportsgrid. com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips twenty four seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com we never quit
1: we never we never quit as a team and uh, he's a he's a warrior who's a guy who who never quits so uh that's kind of our identity um, so to me to me that was just a normal drive for, uh, for me that's a normal normal drive for him so um and did not end up well so hopefully hopefully everything is all right it's really sad to see anybody in a in pain you know uh, and uh, the guy like i said the guy who is the warrior who is going to fight through everything um was in pain so i mean we will see i don't know you're listening to opposite picks with scott wetzel on sports grid radio sirius xm channel 204 that's nicola Jokic last night after the injury and uh really the loss i think of the denver nuggets uh they said a 34 and 20 bit underachieving a little bit anyway uh, no Lakers, as I told you, at least not you know the LeBron and AD Lakers, uh, and they're still sitting in fourth place in the Western Conference. They played a lot better, I, I will say that of late, uh, for sure. Going 17 and four before last night's loss, so it's now 17 and five. Their last 22 games pretty good, but they're they're not winning, not on a big scale. They're, they're not winning an NBA championship, no way, no how. So forget about it. NBA trend plays last night, uh, we gave you uh, four. Uh, under two or five and a half Lakers-Knicks, that was a loser. You know, the, the, that's one of those where it's just a fickle fate of, you know, is is luck on your side. Is lady luck, as the saying go, on your side? Uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be an under. You had 55 points, 56 points to give heading into the fourth quarter. And there was a jump ball situation with 13 seconds left. They're at 205. All you really need to do is have the Knicks win the jump ball, and they probably run out the final 13 seconds. Lakers, even if the Lakers win the jump ball, maybe they just run out the final 13 seconds, right? We've seen that happen a gazillion times. So, jump ball, I forget who it was between. Wes Matthews gets the ball for the Lakers. Does he just dribble out as a veteran should do in a you know double-digit game over type of situation? Does he just dribble out the final 13 seconds? No. He decides to fake a three-pointer, get his defender in the air, lean into his defender as these players are so adept at doing, create a foul with five seconds left. The guy goes to the free-throw line, hits three free-throws, and the game goes over. You know, it's just you wonder sometimes why, you know? Why are there other games and other teams and other players that'll just dribble out the clock? And why are there some? I mean, they're down 15 points, and he decides he's going to take an off-balance three, creating a foul situation. Not even just take a shot. You want to take a shot? Okay. But he's creating a foul like it's a one-point game. There's five seconds left. You're Wes Matthews. You're not a rookie. I mean, you've been in the league how many years, right? I mean... Well, you get three points on the stat line, that's going to accomplish something? Game goes over. Unbelievable. Uh, Orlando plus six against the Spurs. Uh, they lose. They got blown out. So uh, they fall to seven and four against the spread since uh, they traded all those players away. Over 232, Sacramento and the Worlds, That was the loser. Here's the thing about the Pelicans uh, and Sacramento. Both were major over-trend teams. And they still are, for that matter. However, I will tell you, with New Orleans, they've had some unders lately, and so has Sacramento, that they posted these numbers so ridiculously high with these two teams that, uh, you know, 232, that's a lot of points. I mean, that is a lot. Do you have your, you know, 125 to 120 games? Yeah, you, you do. But, you know, as we get closer to crunch time, uh, closer to the postseason, and you have these teams that are vying for these playoff spots that that actually want to get in, that's the key they're playing a little bit of defense, you know last night what was it 110 to 103 I think it was um, for these two teams let me check the scores. It was a seven point game. I think it was 110 103. Uh, you know which normally is uh, 117 110 even worse. so 127 points. I mean that that that's got to be an over, right? No they they put these numbers so high now for these Pelican games and the King games that they're not going over. They're they're going under. So even though they're still predominantly an over team and you got to play it, I guess, but uh, the unders are coming in a little bit more. And then Phoenix lane 13 against Houston. I told you, that's another one of those fickle fate things. They led by 23 at the half. They tied an NBA record. Phoenix did for most three-pointers and a half at 18. They were cruising. You know, they were leading by 18 early fourth quarter. And, you know, Houston made a little bit of a run. They didn't threaten to win the game. But it's just, you know, Phoenix took uh, its foot off the pedal. So they play again tonight, and Houston got the backdoor cover. So 0-4 with our NBA trend plays. We have three in line tonight. We got Atlanta plus three and a half against Toronto, as the Raptors are four and fifteen straight up their last 19 games. Six and thirteen against the spread. They have no business. It, it's funny, right? You know, this is one of those lines. Now Atlanta has the fourth best record in the Eastern Conference. Raptors stink, uh, as I mentioned, four and fifteen. They are at home, but keep in mind their home is in Florida. Their home isn't in Toronto. So it's not like they have even 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 Toronto Raptor fans there. And they're a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Atlanta? Boy, it's hard to like the Raptors in that game. Hard not to like Atlanta that one. Utah's laying 17-and-a-half against OKC. Now, normally, and again, I don't – this is not me thinking what's going to occur. These are just – I keep track of NBA and hockey trends, and I give you the best trends each night. You, You can decipher on whether they're good plays, bad plays, whatever. Uh, but I will tell you normally I would not lay seventeen and a half even though it is OKC. in the thunder we we've you know well documented uh two and ten straight up their last 12 games, four and eight against the spread. I mean, they're losing every single game by 15, 20 points. I mean, it's embarrassing. but I still you know normally wouldn't lay seventeen and a half. but keep in mind, Utah lost last night to Washington. Are the Jazz going to lose back-to-back games against Washington and OKC? No way. All right, now, will the Jazz, though, cover 17-and-a-half? Big difference between losing and covering. You know, I I, I don't think the, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, put it past them to win this one in that, uh, you know, 127-to-102 range. It's just really just smoke, OKC. If they have any pride whatsoever, they are going to be pissed off. They lost to the freaking Washington Wizards, who blow right now. You got an equally bad OKC team in here. Uh, you know, I would. You know what? It would be a good play, and I don't play this very often. Utah first half, maybe even first quarter. I, I think the Jazz, if they have any character whatsoever, are going to come out flying. But for the game, it's 17-and-a-half. And then the last one is the Phoenix Suns laying three and a half against Miami. Suns 35-and-17 against the spread this year. Now, they did not cover uh, last night with Houston, but that's okay. Um, you know, they, they took the foot off the pedal with Miami coming to town today. So you give me the Suns at 35-and-17 against the spread, at, you know, in my eyes, basically pick them. Um, I will take that any day of the week. So those are the three NBA plays. Um, we will uh, get to the hockey here. Let me scroll down. Our- YouTube feed here went a little wacky here. I'll just uh, double check that when I uh, we go to our next break. Uh, hockey last night we went two and one with our trend plays. Or actually, we went to two and zero. Oh. Uh, there was no game between Minnesota and St. Louis. I won't even get into that. Save that for the podcast. Uh, over five and a half, Arizona Colorado, a winner, and then Vegas uh, minus one ninety against L. A. That was a winner as well. We got three plays tonight. Under five and a half, Rangers Devils. Devils, uh, 13 and 6 under at home this year. Uh, over five and a half, Philadelphia, Washington, Flyers on a monster monster overrun, 25 and 14, uh, including 15 and 7 over their last 22. And then the last one uh, is Boston and Buffalo. Got to keep playing against the Sabers. I don't. They've actually played a little better of late. They have, but um, you know what? You got to keep on playing against them. Uh, In in regulation, we'll do it in regulation. But for these trend plays, it's just Boston. Uh, Lay the monster minus uh, almost 3-1. to
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: There we go. Uh, How about that? Now, that is a play-by-play call. You know, forget about the Japanese with Hideki Matsuyama, what CBS was trying to, uh, you know, do on Sunday. You know, that was uh, a 19-year-old kid on the Pro Bowlers Tour having the 7-10 split, which if you're not a bowler, that means you have left the pin it goes one two three four or five right or one two three five uh, or one two three four whatever it is there uh yeah one one two three four so you've left the 10 pin which is the back pin on the right and then the seven pin which is the back pin on the left there uh, and that's hard to obviously get because there's not enough really room on uh, on the back side to make the ball kind of kick to the side. So, to make a long story short, that's the first time in 30 years supposedly it's been converted on TV. Now, it doesn't happen that often. These these are professional bowlers. You know, you got to be a putster to leave, you know, a seven ten split. You and I do it all the time, but these guys don't. So, it's not like there's been thousands of opportunities. So, this kid hit it, and and, uh, the ginger assassin. So, Fox Sports Rob Stone. You know, I give him a lot of credit. Now, that's the emotion I was hoping to get. You know, from the Japanese uh, play-by-play people with the Masters on Sunday. You know, give me a little. This guy got more excited about a seven ten Pro Bowlers tour split than, than the Japanese people got. Uh, you know, with having uh, their favorite son win the championship. So, but that 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 was pretty good. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. So NHL, we gave you the trends. Uh, Boston, let's see what the Bruins are. It wasn't posted last night. It's got to be a monster, monster number. I- I'm guessing it's almost 3-1. to uh, I'll I- I say without looking, I- I'm going to say minus 280 are the Bruins. Might be even 320. Wow, 375. Wow. Uh, I would never in a million. Listen to that Sabres team actually is not playing bad hockey. Uh, they, they beat the Flyers the other day. They uh, beat the Rangers the other day. They lost to the Rangers in overtime after scoring in the final minute. Uh, you know, they, they sent the Bruins to the, the brink uh, the other day. They, they did lose to the Devils, but uh, they're actually playing decent hockey. Even on the 60-minute line, which means they have to win in regulation, the Bruins are still minus 230. Wow, that's impossible to bet. That, that, that really is impossible to bet um how about uh minus a goal and a half see it's amazing and I, I point this out all the time the bruins are minus 375 to win the game right and that means that if the game goes to overtime and they win either in overtime or a shootout you win if you play them in 60 minutes I gotta do that i've been mentioning you know we're, we're gonna do that we're gonna spend one like wednesday when there's nothing going on you know maybe when uh maybe before the hockey uh starts uh, or maybe before the NBA postseason starts and, and you got just you know uh, boring baseball, that we could kind of go over some of these rules and regulations uh, because it can be confusing for the new people that are gambling. So if you play Boston minus 375, they win in regulation, they win in overtime, or they win the shootout, you win. You can play them to win only in regulation, though. So if the game goes to overtime and they win, uh, you lose. For that, you, you drop that minus 375 down to minus 230. A pretty good savings, you know, buck forty-five. I mean, because theoretically, I mean, if you think the Bruins are going to win, you're not thinking the Bruins are going to win this in overtime. You're thinking they're going to crush them, right? I mean, you know, or at least win in regulation. So you might as well lower it to two thirty, because in my mind, if it goes to overtime, then you lost the bet. Or you could lay one and a half goals, which means obviously they got to win by two goals or more. That drops the line from three seventy-five. Down to 128 on FanDuel. I mean, that is, let's just say 130, but it is 128. I mean, that is a 250, excuse me, 45 point drop. And, and from minus 130, or 175 to basically minus 130, a 245 point drop. And all you need to do is have them win by two goals. Again, you know, if you think Boston's going to win, Uh, Do you think they're going to win, you know, four to three or three to two? They might, but, you know, that is such a big savings. There are a ton of hockey games that finish in one goal. No two ways about it. But, boy, that is – it just goes to show you what you can get. See, baseball – you get a drop if they win by one and a half, but that drop would probably be down to like the minus 230. They'll drop at about 100, you know, maybe 130, 140 points, not 245. Well, you could can, can basically get the Bruins at pick them at home against the worst team in hockey and just got to win by two goals. Doesn't happen, though. You, you'd be amazed. Nice. You know, I mean, it happens some. But that's where you would go. If you were gonna bet that one, that, that's where it would be. So anyway, that's uh th- that's the Bruins line. Minus uh 375. Yikes. Now nah, I, I think you'd be crazy to ever bet that straight like that. You want to put it in a parlay, knock yourself out, but otherwise, forget about it. Uh can't do that. All right, couple of stories here. You know, I just can't put my finger on this one. Maybe, maybe you can help me, out. Um Former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed, you know, son of Andy Reid. Charges came out yesterday. Charged with felony in connection with the accident that sadly left a five-year-old girl hospitalized back in, in February just before the Super Bowl. Charged with felony driving while intoxicated. Class D felony carries a potential jail sentence of one to seven years. Uh, prosecutors have requested a $100,000 bond. That's a drop in a bucket for dad, I'm sure, so no big deal there, but it kind of reminds me of another story, doesn't it? I just I just can't put my finger on it. Now, let me, let me think now. Um, celebrity player, or coach in his case, celebrity, uh, driving around 84 miles an hour, according to the reports. Hmm. Celebrity driving fast, speeding around 85 miles an hour or so. That sounds awfully familiar. Uh, Just before he crashed into a disabled vehicle. Hmm. So a celebrity sports figure speeding around 85 miles an hour, crashing his vehicle. Boy, that sounds... Boy, I just can't put my finger on it. Blood alcohol test revealed that his blood alcohol content was .113, so he was bombed. Again, we got a sports celebrity, we got speeding, we got an accident, we have a history of drug use with this particular person, And now we have blood alcohol tests that show he was uh, over the limit. Hmm. Who? I just can't put who is in that same situation. Oh, Oh, that's right. Tiger Woods. Isn't it amazing? You know, four letter network and CBS, they're all going gaga over Tiger and this and that. And it's the same damn thing. And yet with Britt Reid, you know, the four-letter network doing a little, like, 30-second story on this just before they go to break, like, oh, this is so serious and everything else, as it is. But what's the difference? Tiger didn't run his vehicle into someone and nearly kill somebody. Could he have? Yeah. And that's the issue. This is not a first round for Tiger, as we all know. You know, Google Tiger and drugs and being pulled over and passing out at the wheel. You, you know, you'll find his story there. So, you know, the free pass that Tiger Woods got, he got because he was fortunate he didn't run into anybody. Because otherwise, I kind of doubt they wouldn't have taken his blood alcohol test, especially since we're finding out more and more about how he was a little belligerent. He didn't know where he was, thought he was in Florida. Uh, you know, and all these other things that, you know, some of these uh, websites and, and stories are coming out now about Tiger. You know, they portrayed it as, oh, Tiger was friendly. Oh, yeah, we were talking to him, trying to keep him calm. Had a great conversation. Asked him if I should use a three-wood or a or a five-wood here. You know, and, and now we find out that he was a little, you know, a little uh, uneasy to deal with, we'll say. so, And they still failed to take uh, the blood alcohol uh, or any kind of test at, at the scene. You know, so here's a similar situation with Britt Reid. You know, and and he gets into an accident and that that hurts somebody. So Tiger should be boy, he should be thanking his lucky star, just absolutely thanking his lucky stars. Um, the Sean Watson with the Houston Texans here. They removed someone noticed they removed Watson entirely from the introduction to the Houston Texans in-house TV show that they have Texans 360. You know, they got like a little minute introduction. So they got a bunch of ball players. Uh they took Watson out of that. Um they they may be, you know, the story I right? you know, they are they are they are they distancing themselves from from Deshaun? Are they setting themselves up to trade him? You know, could they actually cut him? Uh, and, and you know, get rid of uh, that the contract. You know, would they really go that route? Um, I don't think they would necessarily do that. Would there be a team that would be crazy enough to trade for him? But they are distancing themselves from him. You see, the upcoming—they uh, have an upcoming uh, Netflix movie. I don't know if Sean Payton's too thrilled about this, but uh, they're putting together a movie uh, called Home Team, based on Sean Payton being suspended and then uh, becoming an assistant coach with the with the bounty gate. So guess who's playing Sean Payton in the movie? Kevin James. King of Queens, Kevin James. Yeah. Uh, Mall Cop, Kevin James. That's, uh, you know, th- that'll be an interesting, uh, I'm trying to picture him as Sean Payton. I don't know. That That's kind of weird. But uh, that's what they say. It'll be out sometime next year. All right. Opposite picks coming up next. Get out your pad and pencils. Got some winners for you. You know what that music means, LLs. Time to take out the pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you 5, 6, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas in FanDuel. Two and FanDuel. 2-3 and last night. Little setback. Still 182 winners with 168 losers. 14 games over 500 with, amazingly enough, only one push. Here we go. We got a five-pack of games. Check that, a six-pack of games for you. NBA little baseball. First up, NBA. Atlanta getting three and a half at Toronto. Believe it or not, the Atlanta Hawks are sitting in the number four spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks are the fourth-best team in the East. Because of that amazement, they continue to be undervalued with the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. Toronto, meanwhile, continues to struggle. They're four and fifteen straight up, six and thirteen against the spread. Their last nineteen games, they are cooked. They should not be a home favorite, which again is not in Toronto. Remember, they're playing down in Florida. They should not be a favorite over the Atlanta Hawks. Love Atlanta getting three and a half as they win by double digits. Toronto minus the three and a half. Pick number two: Charlotte lay in one versus the Lakers. Oh, I love this pick. Uh, final game of a seven-game road trip for the Lakers, who ran out of gas in the second half against the Knicks last night in New York. Now they got to hop on a plane and fly to North Carolina. What do you think they're gonna have left in their tank tonight? Less than nothing. Hornets have prospered since the season-ending injury to Lamelo Ball. Seven and four, their last eleven games. Michael Jordan's guys, Charlotte, get the best of LeBron's guys, Lakers, as it should be. Love Charlotte laying only a point. Give me the Lakers plus one. Pick number three, Utah laying 17.5 versus OKC. Do we need to even explain this? We've been mentioning now for over a week, keep going against OKC no matter what. We told you two weeks ago this team was in the tank ever since the trade deadline. Uh, Thunder 2-10 straight up their last 12 games, going a meager 4-8 against the spread. They are getting crushed. They are atrocious. They lost every one of those games by uh, double digits except one. Now, this is a monster number, but as I told you earlier, Utah lost last night at home, straight up to Washington. They are gonna be chomping at the bit. This has got 125.97 written all over it. Love Utah. Give me OKC plus the 17 and a half. Pick number four, Phoenix laying three-and-a-half versus Miami. Second game in two nights for the Suns, so check the status of Chris Paul, even the Andre Ayton. They may not play, but you know what? It is a play for us regardless. Suns have the second-best against the spread record in the NBA. They continue to cover games at a terrific pace, 35-17 and 17 against the spread. You know, for a team with one of the best records in the NBA, they continue to get no love with the boys in Vegas. Three-and-a-half point home favorite over Miami. Huh, oh, this is a gimme. This is a layup, a slam dunk. Love the Suns here. Give me Miami plus the three-and-a-half. Pick number five, go to baseball, Detroit plus 160 at Houston. I mentioned yesterday the Tigers were a live dog in this series with manager A.J. Hinch-Finch returning to the scene of the crime. Houston, bang a drum, remember? Pick series, play the dog. You can't beat that system. Tigers are getting a monster plus 160. They may stink, but you know what? They are extra pumped up for this series to back their new skipper. Who cares about pitching matchups? I don't, but do know the Tigers' best pitcher, Matt Boyd, is on the hill against mediocre Jake Odorizzi as well. Tigers roar. Love Detroit getting monster numbers here. It'll be Houston. The Astros minus the 180. Pick number six. The White Sox pick them against Cleveland. Well, that's a lot of love for an Indians team that I don't think is going to be very good once everything is said and done. Big AL Central Division four-game series, which started last night. White Sox winning 4-3. Shane Bieber, uh, Giolito pitching for the White Sox. That's about even. Sox are supposed to be even better this year after making the playoffs last year. I don't know about that, but you know what? They're better than the Tribe. You want to give me the White Sox at home? Pick them. I will take that any day of the week. Give me Cleveland, pick them the Indians. All right, opposite picks. NBA: We got Toronto leading three and a half against the Atlanta Hawks. We got the Lakers plus one against Charlotte. We got OKC plus seventeen and a half against Utah. We got Miami plus three and a half against Phoenix. We got the Houston Astros minus one eighty against the Detroit Tigers, and we got the Cleveland Indians pick them against the Chicago White Sox. Opposite picks for this Tuesday. April 13th. All right. Uh, good job there. Post them on the website here in a little bit after the show, so no worries about that. Now, where are we going to go, Scott, with our pyramid of winners? Told you we hit with New Orleans last night, hit with over Zion last night, hit with over Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets over three shots on goal. He had four And uh, playing only only one was our best play of the day. The New Orleans Pelicans laying three and a half. So our NBA play of the day is now fifteen and six. Our NBA prop of the day is ten and nine. NHL is thirteen and thirteen for minus two eighty. NHL prop with the winner last night is eleven and nine, so plus one seventy. MLB play of the day is four and three for a plus two thirty two. We had a monster winner in there somewhere. And then uh, playing only one is 14-9 overall for a plus, uh 190. So doing doing well with our just ones. And that's the essence, again, to explain this. You know, I may give you a playing only one pick because I'll pick one winner, but it's when you pick four, well, five, six, seven games, hence opposite picks, that you go opposite. So even though I may take one of those games, if I'm only going to play one, hence New Orleans last night, uh, because I love the Pelicans, but that doesn't mean that if you play seven, that uh, you know you only you know you don't play that. So that's what I really really like. So anyway, uh, Tuesday tonight, NBA. What stands out? I tell you, watching that Laker team, they're really not good. Uh, and and watching Charlotte, I, I, I can't help but think they're going to be pumped up. Uh, I think that Laker team is shot. Game seven of a seven game road trip. Um, you want to give me Charlotte? Basically, pick them at home. I'll take that. Uh, give, give me the the Hornets uh, minus one versus LA is our uh, best play on the board. Uh, in the NBA prop wise, NBA, you know, we got to go to again a game that you know there, there's reasons behind this. You go to I do anyway. Go to games that you think are going to be high scoring, and then you go to those leading scores. Atlanta, Toronto, yeah, no. Uh, a lot of over unders for some reason aren't posted on the on the FanDuel website. You got Portland and Boston, no. Phoenix and Miami, two fourteen, no. Um, I'm gonna go to Utah and Oklahoma City. Now you have to worry because you know what? That that could be a blowout. They could pull other guys off the court. So you know what? I'm not gonna do that. Let, let's go to Indiana and the LA Clippers. Let's see what Paul George's numbers are going back to his hometown. Well, to his former club anyway. Paul George, twenty-six and a half. Um, let's see what the Karis Levert is. He's been playing very well. You know what? Th- that's where we're gonna go. Karis Levert, you know, coming over from the Nets, uh, in that big trade uh, way back when 17 and a half. So we're gonna go Levert. Pretty modest number. 17 and a half points is our NBA prop. Uh MLB play of the day. Um, I'm gonna take uh, the uh Chicago uh White Sox as the play of the day. at Pickham, Why not? White Sox pick. Uh NHL play of the day. I'm gonna go Boston minus one and a half goals. Uh minus one thirty. I'll just keep it one thirty to make it easy rather than the one twenty-eight. Um you wanna give me the Bruins, uh, you know, uh with with the probably the uh you know the no. worst team in the NHL. Uh, they certainly are statistically. They're playing a little bit better, but I'll take my chance. The Bruins win this one by uh, two goals or more. And then shots on goal as our prop, where are we gonna go? You know, it's, it's a. I, I think I'm just gonna go with that same game. I, I think Boston's gonna blow them out. I, I really do. Um, I they're, they're messing up with the lines a little bit. So let's see with uh, because Pittsburgh's not in action tonight, so we can't go to our guy Rust, who really is really. It, He's tailed off. I had him the other day. He only had – well, I had him on Saturday. Was it Friday or Saturday? And he had two goals. And I didn't watch the game or anything, and I saw he had two goals, and I knew the over-under was two and a half. And I said, well, that's got to be a winner, Russ. He's got to have at least one more shot on goal. I mean, how could he have two goals on just two shots? No way, right? Yeah, he had two shots on goal. Guy scores two goals, and he only has two shots on goal. He doesn't get another shot on goal. And even one of those was an empty netter. Man. what uh, he got Bergeron again as a low number. Bergeron minus uh, 148. Uh, that's, you know, pretty, but only two and a half against Buffalo. And traded their entire team away. Boy, I'll take that. Big game for the Bruins. Give me, uh, absolutely. Patrice Bergeron, there's no way he's not getting over two-and-a-half shots on goal. Shots on goal, two-and-a-half minus one, we'll just say 150 to keep it nice and easy. Our play of the day, if we're only going to play one, I'm going right back to there. I was thinking about Charlotte, but you know what? Forget it. Uh, You give me Bergeron minus 150, uh, three shots on goal. I'll tell you how many times, you want to know how many times he's not had three shots on goal this year? He's kind of like rust. That number one line for the Bruins. We think about them, the, the numbers are generally higher, but they get a ton of ice time. A ton of ice time. And, and I don't think Taylor Hall's addition is going to really change that too much. This is a big game for Boston. They're only four up. They can't screw around. He has uh Bergeron's their leading shot on goal guy, 132. He's got 40 games, 39. So he's averaging three and a half shots on goal, and they got his number at two and a half albeit uh, minus 150 against one of the worst teams, you know, probably the worst team in the NHL. Boy, that's that's tough to pass up. Again, I told you this the other day. Now, I don't think this line is a mistake like they had the other day when they had it at one and a half. But, uh, you know, pull over at a rest stop, uh, log on to FanDuel, and get in Bergeron before that thing pops to three or even three and a half. That, that two and a half for a guy that averages three and a half shots on goal? Oof. Got to like that. Bet him now. Absolutely bet him now. So that'll be our play of the day. So, you know what? I I, I don't like doing this, but our 16 parlay that is still alive. We're 3-0. I'm going to put Bergeron. Uh, Bergeron over 2.5 minus 150 shots on goal. I'm going to start another one. We're 0 3. We only need one out of about 15 for this thing to, to make us money. So uh, we're going to start another one with Charlotte laying minus one against the Lakers. I, I think the Lakers, I watched that game last night. Uh, the Lakers are cooked. They had absolutely nothing left in the fourth quarter. They made a little bit of a run out, but for the most part, they were done. Charlotte's playing good basketball. Um, yeah, I, I like the I, I do like the Hornets tonight. So I'm going to start another six-teamer. The one that we're 3-0, we're going to do over two-and-a-half shots on goal with Bergeron. And then we're going to start another one with the Charlotte Land uh minus one against the the Lakers. So. All right, all set with that. We'll take a break, come back, and uh, we'll check out the poll question one more time and wrap up with a couple of quick little stories here. Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204 All right, let's wrap up shop here with a couple of stories, and let's check out the uh, the poll question one more time, and that is who's the best player to not be in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame with uh, the announcement that Julian Edelman uh, was retiring, and there was some talk about him being a Hall of Famer. Yeah, listen, terrific player and everything else, but uh, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. He just uh, doesn't cut it. He's got to have more numbers. Unfortunately, he does not. Great player, terrific in the postseason, obviously, as well. Uh, but that doesn't make you a Hall of Fame player. Right now, leading the way, uh, Titans running back Eddie George getting 62% of the vote. Uh, Philadelphia quarterback Donovan McNabb 20%. Giants running back Tiki Barber 11 And the proverbial other getting uh, almost 7% of the vote. Go to your opposite picks feed and uh, continue to vote all day long. We'll update that to tomorrow morning. Uh, Big Daddy Bex uh, says Cornelius Bennett's Okay, uh, not too bad. Uh, Stephen and, uh, Jenny Denver reply Heinz Ward. Uh, I, you know what? That is a good one. I think you know, he will get it. Uh, you know, he might not uh, be a first ballot guy, but boy, anybody that watched Pittsburgh Steeler games, um, he, he was absolutely a hall of famer. Uh, Nick, uh, Pellicero tweets in Jim Marshall, Simeon Rice, and Rondé Barber. And as I uh, tweeted back to him, uh, Jim ran the wrong way. Simeon, I don't know. I don't think he ever lived up to the hype. And Rondé, he will eventually get in. I I don't know if they're going to put him and his brother in uh, together, that would be kind of cool, but um, I, I'd be surprised if uh, he didn't make it because I, I think both of those guys are all – especially Tiki. I think Tiki maybe even more so uh, than Rondé. It's tough with defensive backs and everything to really kind of evaluate uh, whether they got in or not. Uh, other stories, how about the XFL? They're, they're trying to combine at least a little bit anyway with uh, the Canadian Football League. Which, you know, i got to tell you, that's not a bad idea. Uh, you know, for a league that needs a jolt of, uh, you know, legitimacy, as all these goofy leagues do, you know, the CFL is the CFL, but that's not too bad, actually. I, I think you'd get some action on that in FanDuel, people betting those games versus some of the others. Great job by everyone involved. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Be safe on this Tuesday. Opposite Picks, Sports Good Radio. non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use.